keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Effin' Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me as always are my co-hosts, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaplin. What up? Andy Cups, Robert Karpolis. It has been brought to my attention that my beard sometimes rustles against the microphone, so I'm, I'm doing my best, people. I promise I'm doing my best. <laughs> and as always, Zach Attack. Hello. Let's get to the 10 count. Number one, the Rebby sky is falling. We talked about it on our Patreon, which you guys can join at any moment, but Matt Hardy had a big scare at All Out on Saturday night, and his uh, wife, Rebby Sky, tweeted some uh, displeasure at the company and her husband. It seems like it had boiled over. It seemed like she uh, she's she's kind of become at peace with it, but she was at war with the internet all week. What do you, what do you guys think? You think Rebby was right to speak out? You think she should have just kind of been quiet and played along? Would you have been upset if it was if it was your wife? We'll start with you, Scott. Uh, of course I would be upset. I'd be very upset. I, I'm not the kind of person to go on Twitter and say anything to anyone, you know? Right. Uh, but I do understand the frustration. I'll say this. This is the first time in my experience seeing news on her where I went, well, that is justified. Um, unfortunately, she's got a fucking history of, like, bugging the hell out all the time. Robert? You know, I, I've criticized Tony Khan for not being enough like Vince McMahon, for not being a ruthless businessman, but letting Rebby go nuts on Twitter, then forcing Matt Hardy to go out there to kiss everyone's ass and then have Rebby stand there on camera. Uh, that was a ruthless, cold-blooded move by Tony. So, so here's to you. Um, <laughs> you could tell, like, even with Rebby wearing a mask, you could see that she was pissed about being there yeah uh, it was but it, somewhere between like an angry video and like her, a hostage video like her showing up today showing today's newspaper or something yeah. you know what she's turning she was the, okay so think mysterio and his family <laughs> beating up yeah murphy that's what she wanted matt to do she wanted matt to be like let's get the boys let's get brother nero and let's kendo this man tony khan what do you think robert she, i think she's she's becoming carmela soprano and eventually, like, Matt's going to be like, look, you're becoming a problem. And either we're going to have to take care of you or you're going to fall in line. Um, I think he keeps getting her pregnant just to keep her away from the tapings. Because, like, they have, like, a hundred kids now. Um, and it's not a bad idea. But Matt, forcing Matt to kind of go out there and, and do the song and dance was, uh, was great. And her just 
being angry at everybody on Twitter is uh, is kind of par for the course. Yeah. It, it wasn't a, a very good segment. You know what? It, it, it didn't remind me completely of this, but remember when Hardy got fired and then they decided to rehire him and the whole thing was he would attack Edge randomly? Of course. Yeah. It, that, that was good shit, right? Um, and then they were like, cut that promo and he couldn't deliver. And this was a moment where you, you saw pieces of it. Like there was moments where it was like, I need to focus more. I'm going to go after my, you know, my first heavyweight championship. I was like, okay, I can stand behind that. But he's saying it like a little bit North of Forrest Gump, you know? <laughs> I think, you know, me and Scott talked about it. I think the new gimmick is once Jeff Hardy gets out of his contract, WWE, Reppy Sky should drive them to the ring in a golf cart you know, because Matt will be brain damaged and Jeff will be drunk and she just screams at all the marks on the way to the ring. I mean, I, I think they could they could ride that all the way to a new tag team championship with. I mean, it, it's a home run. If we can get them both fitted with helmets and that's their <laughs> that's their new deal going forward, the hardy helmets. I mean, that's that's kind of what they need at this point, because these dudes need to be wrapped in bubble wrap for their own safety. Hardy helmets. All right, let's get to number two. Is it time for wrestling union this past week? Mick Foley and Kevin Nash echoed John Lewis by talking about getting into some good trouble, starting up a union, uh, and this is in regards to uh, WWE banning wrestlers from using, using Twitch and Cameo, although that was clarified. They aren't allowed to use the intellectual property, which is different, I will say. It is, it, you know, like, for, for instance, like, you know, like if 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 Chris Hemsworth started making money on the road as Captain America as as Thor, then people would start to get pissed off. But I'm also sympathetic because you know these guys' ring moniker it's it's what they have. So you know there has to be you know uh, there has to be some sort of uh, compromise. But is it time for the wrestling union? Should they be should they be real independent contractors? What do you think the solution is, Robert? No, uh, there, there, there can't be a wrestling union because the problem is wrestlers can't agree on anything. That's always sort of been the answer to it. The, the problem with trying to create a wrestling union is then WWE would be a non-union company. And they can right. very easily say, look, you can join a wrestling union and go work wherever you want, or you can come here and, and play by our rules. Uh, when I worked for the company, I was an employee, but we were a non-union production company which meant I was able to do literally everything. I could, I could write the shows if I wanted to sit in front of an editing machine. I didn't have to work with an editor. I could cut the, uh, the stuff myself. I could do everything that I could do, whereas anywhere else I worked in production, these were union shops, and you had to work with, with certain parameters and certain people. That's always been Vince's MO. I think that for, for Foley and Nash, who've made their money, it's easy to say it. For, for a guy like Andrew Yang on the outside as a fan to say it, yes, it's obvious that WWE uh, wrestlers are not independent contractors. I think it's just a term of art that's used in the same way they call Baron Corbin a superstar, that <laughs> basically what you're looking at is they're this weird hybrid thing where they put a contract in front of you and you sign it. I think that initially Vince wanted to ban them from, from Twitch and from Cameo, partly because he has this mentality, a mindset that it's beneath a superstar and that you should believe that everyone on the roster or are these multi-million. WWE Cameo. You I, know, I made that. Want to do I made that joke. Yes, yeah. 
I made that joke on Twitter yesterday. I said they're going to create their own thing called the run-in, where you can have superstars run in at your events through video. Um, it's all Mojo Raleigh, though. That's all. That's the only guy that's available. Exactly. He's he's eleven dollars. He just screams into uh, into the camera. I think it 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 makes sense from Vince's mindset. He wants to protect the integrity of the characters he's making. And the the Hemsworth thing is is the example people tend to go to. It's like, well, he's not out of store. A lot of these guys, nobody's nobody's signing up for a uh, for a cameo from some of these guys because they care about who the person is underneath. They want the they want the character. You want Rey Mysterio. You don't want the guy without the mask who looks like an eleven year old. So there, it's hard to separate the two. And WWE makes it clear that they've built you. They own your character, and they're going to protect their intellectual property. They, well, you yeah. know, to argue that, though, I mean, there's there's definitely been plenty of people who come to WWE and use the gimmick that they had in other companies. Cactus Jack is an example. And, you know, Ricochet is an example. It's an example that's, you know, not nearly as successful as Cactus Jack. Um, Scott, what do you think? I mean, something's got to give, though, right? I mean, the, right. The, look, the, the defense of, like, he wants to protect what he's created, it's it's – viable and i understand like if it came to that that making sense legally of course it does but is it sincere is it actually how he feels i mean no they're gonna try to make money the way they want to make money like he wants to be able to funnel the money through him through his machine so then they can get it right i mean there's no other way to look at it i would say that that's i mean i'd say that's probably true i do think that there's an element of you don't want you know there is some some form of you know, you want control. And, you know, I, I've noticed even being on shows like, you know, like EPs will get annoyed if like, you know, an actor starts streaming something and, you know, like kind of goes, you know, like gives their opinion on something that is controversial or, you know, but on the same sense, they're artists. And I, Dude, I don't know. Wrestlers, I think these wrestlers aren't even saying any. Here's right. why it's weird. The only thing wrestlers say that's like, either out of hand or like, oh, that's not typical, is shit talk the WWE. It's like, it almost right. seems like he's putting a muzzle on these on some of these people. <laughs> I mean, especially if you, if you link it to, oh, well, AJ, you know, has been either saying things or not saying things. I mean, you saw the Meltzer thing, which I'm sure Vince would love. Have you guys seen that where AJ is again playing Twitch or something with his son? And they're like, what do you think of Meltzer's uh, reviewing? And he just stares. And his son gets so, his son's like, dad, what are you doing? Answer the question. And he's like, that's my answer. And he's like, but who is that? What does this mean? And he's like, that's my answer. (laughs) In Vince's, sorry, Robert, what? Sorry, I was going to say, in Vince's mind, he owns the TV time. He's, he's investing that and he's giving you that opportunity in that platform. Therefore, in his mind, he's created you. And if you're making a profit off of his creation, he's not going to allow that. And they're always fiercely protective. What was interesting was Andrew Yang tried to use the example where he was talking about, when he was like, well, you know, I remember when Vince had uh, fake razor and fake diesel come out. And that's how he thinks of these guys. But that's kind of the point. He owns the intellectual property of the characters he puts out there. And he wants to say, look, they're actors. We can put anybody we want under a hood, under a mask, give them that gimmick. But I own that gimmick. And if these guys are out there promoting themselves with this gimmick that I own, we're not going to allow it. And then it's kind of subsequently come out that it was more because there was like Mandy Rose was doing VIP personal meet and greets, which sounds a lot more like lascivious than it is. Uh, but, you know, you you have to protect your intellectual property and that's always what he's going to hide behind 
Yeah. But I mean, and I also, I think we... What are you saying? Well, I just, I just hope AJ doesn't make his kid wear the virginity rock shirt to school. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's even, like, sadder than, like, the Tweety Bird in a Lakers jersey dunk, dunking on a Tasmanian devil. You know, it's just, come on, AJ. Get your kid something that's not going to get him picked on. He already, you've already taught him the earth is a square. Jesus. Um, I, I, Scott, I'll, I, just one second. I just wanted to bring up – my thing is, like, though, I, I think you got to stay in one lane. Either you're – in a union or your independent contractors, right? Like I've been very lucky and that I'm in a union and writers guild, it's a great union. And you know, when I was like, but when I'm writing for shows, that's my first priority and I can't do shit. I got to cancel stand-up gigs. I got to move everything else because that's my number one priority. But uh, if you know, like, which I understand, uh, but if you're independent contractors, you know, like the things that, you know, for instance, Punk complained about not getting more money from a wizard con, stuff like that. I think that especially in times where you can't make bonuses because, you know, there's COVID, you kind of got to let, you know, you got to let these guys, you know, do these side projects. And they've been, you know, to their credit, they didn't totally clamp down on that either. Um, and I don't think, and I will say this, like, I don't think that people, when they want to interview the wrestlers, they want to interview the actual gimmick. They want to talk about, the backstage shit you know like i would be so bored if i talked to glenn jacobs and he just talked as fucking kane the whole time i'd want to shoot my fucking head off but and also if they're you know why are they employees right now and yet like okay well then where's the health insurance where's all these other th i mean treat right. them like true like drop the whole independent contractor gimmick you can't have both yeah but here's here's the thing when the wwe went public years ago and they, they were a publicly traded company if people genuinely cared about it there would have been an uproar there wasn't because the wwe makes a profit because they consider these guys independent contractors it's how they're paid they're not paying for their health insurance there's not all these additional levels to it and if there was true genuine outrage the shareholders would demand that they become employees the wwe's argument has always been if they become an employee the company no longer can afford to operate the way that it does so you're, you're, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater is the argument they try to put forth. I, I think if there was true, genuine anger about this, they're a publicly traded company. People can hold their feet to the fire. Nobody does it because WWE continues to turn a profit under their current model. And, and that's what it comes down to. Both of you guys are, are, are professional entertainers. You know, it's, you know how, if, if you're, well, to a, to a degree, I'm, I'm trying to be polite to, uh, to, to Dan, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you craft a persona on, on your own when, when you're going on stage, but if you went to a club that said, when you come here, we now own you and we now control everything for you, you have the choice to just not perform there and you can go ply your trade elsewhere. Damn it. Okay. Great point. <laughs> see my new, see my new comedy persona, Count Blackula. I'll be at the funny bone next <laughs> Uh, weekend. All right. Number three. We were right. Sasha turns on Bailey. Cedric turns on Ricochet. Hangman turns on himself. Uh, what was your favorite turn? I want to I want to go out and say it that I think, you know, this this week was an odd week in wrestling um, in the sense that uh, the pay-per-view at AEW, I thought, was probably the weakest show. And I loved SmackDown. I liked Raw. And I really liked NXT. And I love dynamite so it's, it was just a bizarre uh weekend as far as what but out of those turns which one which one was your favorite did you think they both work did you think they didn't work uh let's start with you scott 
Uh, the Sasha and Bailey thing, I didn't know they were going to pull the trigger that quick. And I know it's been a long time. Like, it popped a huge rating. It was like 2.3 million. It was one of the. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was yeah. the right time to do it. Screw right. it. You know, I, I think the thing with SmackDown is when I watch it, it's, it's so often after the fact that none of it ever feels like the time to have a surprise because I've been spoiled of the surprise, you know? Raw is something like, I feel like right. when you tune in, you tune in, you know? And, um, and, and, and you follow the story completely. I mean, I, I, but I guess SmackDown's like that now too, right? Or do you think these are like consistent fans coming back to SmackDown or these are just viewers who are watching this network because they have this network? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, you know, the Nielsen, you know, the Nielsen model is so outdated. It's really tough to, um, to really decide, to really, you know, figure that in because there's there's all problems in how they calculate the numbers and uh you know i'd say that they get probably an extra bump of five hundred thousand people uh by being on a network television show uh but uh you know because raw is what raw is everything from 1.7 to 1.9 million yeah it got it got 1.7 this week right right uh what do you think robert so I think that the the best turn uh, of them was definitely the way they handled the Cedric Alexander turn on, on Ricochet. It was something I've been calling for weeks and waiting for it and hoping they were going to do it. And I was happy the way they pulled the trigger because it was in a lot of ways organic. It was Cedric getting fed up with the way that he was being treated and getting sick of getting jumped. The The heels not being complete idiots and Shelton Benjamin kind of being like, look, if you're fucking with us, we're going to kill you. Uh, and then making him earn his shirt and and stepping into that role. I like the hurt it, business, man. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're MVP and them have been killing it, and I think that Cedric is going to have a lot of opportunity in this to only get better, and he's going to be protected because when he was a babyface, Vince would constantly lose uh, lose faith in him. And when you're a younger talent or you're you're a talent that Vince isn't sure of, you have a lot better chance as a heel than you do as a babyface to stay on TV. Scott, which one was your favorite turn? I mean, the hangman wasn't a turn. Yeah, no, you know? no, I so, kind of needed something around. Yeah, that. but I mean, I did, I, I, I did enjoy that. I, I, yeah, I, I do like, like what they're too. doing with that. I thought those promos last night—that was the best Omega thing we've seen, right, in a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, verbally, I definitely. Um, you know, they kept it more like an interview. Maybe if we pretend this is as real as possible, you'll respond as real as possible, uh, which is, I think, what they need to do with him uh hangman's always great but yeah I, I i like the cedric the most um i wish they took ricochet with them like i wish right i, I think because where does he go now or is this a situation where going back to another count we just did is it because his name is ricochet he's not gonna uh be pushed it's not like he has that, the mice yeah. skills of a punk where where it goes wow right. this is undeniable Right. He doesn't. Well, I think that that's the thing is he doesn't have the mic skills and, and what he what what he's excellent at doesn't seem like it's something that Vince like really pride like prizes. You know? I don't think Vince sees the magic in it. Vince is like, yeah. oh, all he's seeing is like a flipping motion and he's just going, that's every guy on 205. What is everybody right. talking about? And they're not right. realizing he's actually better than all those guys. Yeah, no, he's I mean, he's he's. You know, besides Osprey, there's nobody more exciting as far as a high flyer. Yeah, but again, it's like you haven't seen that in two years, dude. Yeah, and I, look, man, I mean, the one thing is like, you know, I love the Sasha and Bailey turn, but I also love them as a tag team. So I just hope that their program 
you know, as 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 uh, as as enemies is is as good as the run as tag champs. I think that's my issue, man. I don't want to see it end. Like, even like, let's get creative. Find a way to keep them together, even though they don't like each other. But like, I just do something. They are so entertaining together. You don't want to make Sasha too much of a white meat baby face. Do you remember like at the Royal Rumble when she came back and she just beat the fuck out of Becky and people cheered her like crazy? Like yeah. they, people want that. People want like, people want a little bit of an, an asshole. I watched Austin promos all week and I'm like, you know, like even when he was turning, you're like, people love this guy. Yeah. It, well, this is also one of those things where it's like, these two are fucking great. They're great together. Um, and when this ends, it's not going to be as great. Like once this feud is over and now we have to go see them do shit we know isn't going to be as good. And that's such a bummer. I mean, it happens all the time, but like, ugh. I'm really oh. scared for the return of Ernest Sasha Banks promos. Those are <laughs> death. <laughs> um, unless she like earnestly just tells people like to go fuck themselves. Number four, <laughs> Murphy Pinata. It's, it's, it's a kid show. <laughs> Number four, Murphy Pinata party. Uh, you know, I didn't love uh, the beginning of Raw. It was a little scattershot to me, but man, did they stick the landing. I fucking love that last segment. Just tying Buddy Murphy up, beating him with a goddamn kendo stick. I don't know why people dropped off in the third hour. Because, like, for me, that's, like, the most fun thing I've seen at fucking, in fucking wrestling. Robert, Robert is, like, Robert calls Ray Mysterio's wife. He's like, she looks exactly like the Cholula lady. <laughs> but, man, I had a blast. Robert, did you, uh, did you like that segment? I did. Um, a yes. couple things. One, I love the fact that, like, I feel so bad for Ray's daughter because she's been sucked into this world. Like, it's not a voluntary thing. She didn't seem thrilled. Like, the way that she half-heartedly held that kendo stick and was yeah. just like, what the fuck family am I in? I The only you thing want, that kind of... Sprint bill? Fucking hit him. Yeah. The only thing that... No, they're on cricket. That's a, they're, they're towing the company line. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that kind of... I. I sucked a little bit was they did this to Murphy when it should have been to Seth and I feel like you 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 got this nice feel-good ending but you didn't get the one that you really wanted which is the family getting revenge on the guy who cost dad his eyeball and his triceps and, and all this other stuff yeah so it was good but I don't know that it's necessarily the conclusion to the uh the storyline though at this point Seth's stable is so fucking cursed with AOP gone and Austin Theory and NXT and now Murphy getting the shit beat out of him, uh, it's not looking good for Becky. Uh, I, you know, I, I loved it. <laughs> not looking good for Becky. Sorry, I missed that. That's great. Um, I did like it. I do agree it should have been Seth, and I would have said no, but whatever revenge they get on Seth is not going to be as good as this. It's an entire fucking family. Also, we need to acknowledge that, like uh, – they still had airtime to fill, and so they just continued beating this man. I mean, this man was supposed to be hit like 15 <laughs> times, and he was hit 80-something times because they were still running the show. That was fucking wild to me. There was no way that was supposed to happen. They, like, invite Ray's extended family to beat up Seth? Yeah. Like, of them in a yard. They start, like, grilling fucking Chipotle chicken and shit while they do it. I would love that. Um, I'm His also life. very thankful that Jake the Snake and Ray's daughter aren't in the same company because Lord knows what those promos would be like. Yeah. Holy shit. Be talking about how he, how he, he wants to be your fuck pig. <laughs> Don't need that. 
How did she wind up on TV for the last few weeks and they didn't do a segment where like Randy Orton hits on her? <laughs> that was what was missing. You, well, you she put hasn't her on t- your bag yet. So that, that is true. But it's like they, they've had her on. You have Garza or whoever it is. Like she had no interaction with anyone. It just seemed very odd that they that they brought her in. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of exist. I thought there was going to be something more with her. Yeah, I think they could have built to the next feud with that too. Um, because where does it go? I mean, clearly they they do have to get their hands on Seth, right? Or was that the that was the finish? And now they're on wherever they're going. Number five, did AEW <laughs> rebound? I don't know. Don't you guys we'll next week to find out the answer. No, 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 no. no. Keep just going. Fine with you. Sorry, we got nothing. Yeah, go. Uh, number five. Did AEW rebound from all out? What did you guys think of the show? Robert, you want to start out? They had nowhere to go but up. So yeah, uh, they <laughs> rebounded huge. Nobody almost cracked their uh, their head open. The show didn't go five hours long. Justin Robertson almost died a heat stroke. So this was a success. Uh, I thought the opening tag match was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I liked Eddie Kingston's fiery promo after. Uh, I liked that they kept Kenny backstage in a pre-tape because that's where he needs to be. You can't give him a live microphone. Um, at the same time, maybe we don't need FTR to have promos anymore in the ring like that because it came across as super WWE and we're going to make fun of everybody with, with pre-written stuff. Uh, and uh, That was just me. And kudos to uh, to Miro for dyeing his hair. We we got to talk about the Miro thing because I I loved AEW uh, this week Dynamite and, and I did like that. It felt like they were just giving these young guys time, uh, which I loved. I mean there was I mean of course you know you had the main event was you know Dustin versus Brody two WWE guys sure, but I felt like so much of the show was like let's let these guys shine, which I appreciate. And I like to see, I, I don't know if a casual fan would like to see that, but I, I, I really liked it. Um, got Miro's haircut. I yeah. Mean, but there were these glaring moments that like, nobody's talking about. So you go, okay, Miro, right. Um, dude, I'm so fucking happy that he's there and that's great. And, and, and I'm high on that, but that's the way you're going to debut him. Like you're not going to have him murder people. You're going to have him be Kip Sabian. Like his best man. I mean, it's just he should come out and kill Kip Sabian, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's 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 funny because in WWE when he was going up against Cena, he was he was kind of like this Rocky Four, you know, Eastern European, and now he's like like secret boyfriend of girl you sleep with at hostel, and then you wake up and your fucking kidney's missing, you know, and he's like sitting over there. He's got like a very like slash like like bartender in the fifth element look you know he's it's really bizarre it takes away from all the muscles yeah. but both, I really both love type it. of guys plugging their their twitches <laughs> <laughs> i re- i did really like the show i did like the ftr promo i i really liked the main event uh, I, I loved the beginning with mjf and jericho i thought that more was- of that more of that all the time Yes. I don't know what I feel about Jericho and Hager in the tag division. I understand that. I understand the criticism of, like, no, I understand the, um, that, like, okay, well, this help, helps elevate the tag title. Sure, that's great. But I almost wish it was, like, Jericho and Sammy or something. But, you know, like, look, I, I mean, like, it, it's one of those situations where these guys know wrestling more than I do. So 
I'm going to, I'm going to just let them pilot the ship and see, see where it takes me. Anything well, else I, think, have, Robert? I think the challenge they have with AEW is you have a lot of guys that are at or near main event or top tier level, and you really only have two singles titles. So if Jericho is not going after the world title right now, and he's not going after the TNT title, and he's finished up his feud with Orange Cassidy, he's just kind of there. So you may as well put them as a team to fill in the hole of Omega and Hangman, and then they can go and work with, you know, Private Party or whoever else and get some additional matches out of it. It puts them on TV. So it makes it seem like, hey, I care about winning all of the titles here, and it makes the titles seem somewhat important, but they're not going to do FTR and Jericho and, and uh, Hager. At least I hope not. Well, I, I think the, the only way you, you do that is if we slowly see this Jericho character that, that is so close to being a face anyway because it's so genuinely funny. You just watch them creep into, a, into like a baby face role somehow. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could make them baby faces and not change that much. Like, yeah, they're already and almost barely acknowledge it. They're already like bad guys in like an 80s ski movie, you know? So it's like, that's already comical. They don't, they don't have that like dickhead FTR thing or that met the menacing, whatever the fuck Jake talks about thing. Um, Zach. Getting wet. He's getting wet. I like getting wet. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's, it's like, just like every single fucking line, you know, you heard from a lot lizard who was also his mom. Zach, what, what, what did you think of the show? Uh, I agree that that Miro debut was terrible. No, nobody's talking about that. It wasn't a good <laughs> debut, and I love him, and I think he'll be great. But like that was uh, a turd, right? Yeah, I was so uh, that, That's why you script his promos. Uh, he he came out there like you automatically seem lesser than if you're friends with Kip Sabian, <laughs> who's like a lower tier guy. It's just a strange. It's a strange thing. It's. It's why Jericho debuted against The Rock as opposed to Jericho debuting in there with S.A. Rios. Like, there's a reason why you do that. And then Miro didn't know if he was a heel or a babyface. And he waffled back and forth. It was either fiery shoot promo of fuck WWE, I'm here to prove everybody wrong, or hey, this is my buddy from Twitch and look at my goofy shirt and they're going to chant Miro Day. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know who he really was. And then Shivani was trying, he's like, he's the most powerful man that there is. Okay. It was weird, man. Number six, Retribution finally speaks. And they borrowed Kane's voice box. <laughs> um, this is a comedy act at this point. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I mean, like, it's fun, man. You put some people in masks, have them hit people. You know, every week you're going to find out you know, who they are, but it's, you know, it's the Vince McMahon higher power thing. It's always, how are you going to pay this off when the mask comes off, you know? And there's a segment of the population that's always going to be like, fuck this, unless it's CM Punk. That's just, I mean, that's just wrestling, you know, nowadays. Um, <laughs> just going to keep well, talking. <laughs> well, no, the, uh, I, look, I think the big twist is going to be that this is actually the Yang gang. And Andrew Yang's been in on the storyline the whole time. And that they're, they're taken over from within. Uh, what kind of sucks about them outside of the, like the, the voice box thing from like that anti-smoking ad with the lady who's missing her throat was that now Retribution is exclusive to Raw. 
So they're an anarchy uh, band of hooligans, but they can only show up on one show and not the other, even though it's in the same fucking building. And yeah. now they have graphics. Oh, uh, so that's what I was going to complain about. You Go have like, ahead. a fucking logo that you like shine up on the screens. It, it just doesn't work. <laughs> like who's in, who's in the production? Is there a member of the production team in the truck that's secretly working for Retribution? Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> they just they just like take their masks off and they're like representatives from SAG AFTRA and Vince is like no <laughs> um, number seven and your NXT champion is Finn Balor I don't know if you guys saw the match I thought it was fucking awesome that 1916 from the top rope uh, I was a little the match was so good that I wasn't bummed that like the undisputed era uh, didn't break up. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad they saved that for another show. That's how, that's how good that match was. And also the main event was really great uh, too. How, are you guys excited about Finn Balor as NXT champion? Was this the only choice in your mind? What, what, what are your thoughts? I legit think it was the only choice. I, I don't think I've suggested anybody else be the champion. It makes complete sense. And NXT, like if we're being honest, that championship belt, like the, the way they present that show you don't have to have the most personality or being the best at, the, I mean, you, cause you, right. Dan, you like him on the mic, right? I'm not a fan. Yeah. I like him on the mic. I mean, I think he could, you know, I think, I, I don't think he's, you know, he's not my favorite on the mic, but I do. I, I like him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, it's a pretty standard promo, but I, I like it. Yeah. I, I think NXT can afford having a champion that isn't, you know, electric on the mic because of how they present the fact that they are a wrestling show. Um, I'm very into it, and I, I think maybe more eyes on the show, even though they got less viewers this week than the week prior, right, with the Iron Man. I'm not sure. I, was, I wouldn't pay attention to the ratings. I mean, I don't know if, you know, there was also some really good basketball games on Tuesday, which, you know, I think that's going to, like, once football season's hard, it's going to hurt, you know, both companies. Everybody. Um, but, Robert, are you excited about Finn Balor as NXT champion? I mean, not as much as Scott based on his hairstyle right now. Uh, he's, uh, for those of you who are listening to this and not the, the some of those on the call, uh, Scott's got the, the Finn Balor going for him. I think Finn was the right choice here. Uh, I know initially I thought Ciampa for long term, but I think that Finn winning is a good sign that Karrion Cross is, is not that bad off in terms of his injury. Because I think that the building up to the demon Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross is going to carry NXT. And for right now, this is WWE firing back at the internet fans saying, okay, you want to make this AEW against uh, WWE? We're going to put the guy that you love the most. We're going to put Prince Devitt. We're going to put Finn Balor as champion. And you guys always said you want to support him. Show up and support him. And if you don't watch NXT, it's not because you hate us. It's because you really don't believe in Finn Balor as a champion. Zach, you're our uh, NXT guy on the show. What, what did you think of the match? I love the uh, NXT championship match. I think the, the women's match was pretty close to being just as good, but I think Finn Balor was obviously the right choice. And I don't think we're going to get the Demon like ever again, but I think, uh, I think it's going to be Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor for sure. I think Robert's got a point where uh, Karrion Cross is probably on his way back a little sooner they did they ever say exactly it was a separated shoulder right I, I heard it was going to be longer but you know i i don't fucking know i don't know how long it takes for in shape people to recover 
you know? <laughs> they usually tell you exactly what the injury is, though, and they never said it for him, I don't think. Well, they, they took him to a medical facility uh, where he was seen by uh, – <laughs> Right. Not a doctor, whatever, whatever they call him. And then, uh, a medical uh, facility practitioner. A medical facility practitioner. I mean, look, Drew McIntyre went from bleeding in the skull to a slightly fractured jaw. So <laughs> medicine and the WWE work. That's why they don't need a union or health insurance. They heal so fucking fast. <laughs> I always want to see, like, whenever they have, like, you know, it's like Roman or Drew or Dean Ambrose come back with the fucking ambulance. I just want to, like, jump cut to somebody in Florida with COVID, like, gasping for air and being like, why aren't they here yet? Um, number eight, Marty Jannetty throws himself through the barbershop window. Man, Marty is back in a big way, baby, and he is not sober. I'm going to cut to Zach, uh, who is going to read Marty's thoughts on Black Lives Matter. Zach? All right. And to clarify, this is me quoting Marty Jannetty. I, I love that we picked you to do this. <laughs> yeah, okay, in all capital letters, this is why I stay in trouble. Because I speak real talk, and that doesn't fit in today's slanted social media world. But I'm going to say it. If it, if, I, if, it, I, if it, I feel it's right, real, like right now. <laughs> Jesus, I'm all for white excuse me i'm all for white people understanding that black people have to grow up differently because of color i know it i see it since a kid hell most of my friends are black and i have a lot of black girlfriends but fuck my black brothers and sisters gotta realize too we parentheses white people act different over seeing black people because of a few who rape rob pillage and kill us and yet you only make up 15% of the American population. It ain't that we don't love y'all. It's we're scared of what you might do to us. Parentheses, and the ones who ain't scared of you get labeled racist. And yes, it's just a few that spoil the whole damn bunch. But please explain to me how we can tell you ain't one of the few. P.S. Yes, Black Lives Matter. And I respect and support that, parentheses, even though it's a Democratic-owned movement. But to my tons of Black friends, truth matters, too. <laughs> that was written like Huck Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, this is the first time you heard it. What are your impressions? I, I couldn't breathe halfway through that. I was laughing so hard. Um, I, I think part of it is I'm convinced when he says Black friends, he means Coco Beware and Virgil and no one else. <laughs> Um, I like that he had to use that as an opportunity to gloat about having many black girlfriends, uh, none of which he's killed yet. And then he pulled a big show where he was, he was a baby face. Then he turned heel. Then at the end, he was like, black lives matter. He turned baby face again and then immediately turns heel right after. And they, but it's a democratic conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> if Janetti could have cut promos like this, instead of just writing them in all caps, we wouldn't know who the hell Shawn Michaels is. Sean would have gone through the barbershop window. <laughs> Uh, Marty would have been shaking. bottoms. <laughs> Scott, Scott. It's like a couple bad apples. I mean, he is a guy who admitted to murder a couple weeks ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be talking about bad apples when, like, there, you know, like, there is a, uh, there's like a Floridian police department uh, Googling your every move. 
um, or wherever the fuck he's from. Okay, but in his defense, he claimed it was part of a wrestling angle, which is kind of like if you hire a prostitute and you film it and try to claim it's porn. Uh, that's his out. And if you can start using wrestling angle as a defense, the WWE Hall of Fame is going to be a lot fuller. <laughs> yeah, man. And then he came out and he said that uh, the whole uh, the whole murder thing was part of a wrestling angle. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, you know, who he's facing. Although it just seems like I keep like enough black people just tweeted at him like, "Aren't you a murderer?" And he's like, "Uh, an angle. It's an angle. It's an angle." But yeah, I mean, I miss Marty, man. <laughs> what <I'm talking> about. <laughs> I want to, or at least you know. Look, the guy's been through a lot. Can you have like Jesse Jackson walk him through, you know, uh, the you know Museum of the Diaspora? Just some, you know, like cultural landmarks in Washington D.C. Maybe educate the guy. Scott, what what did you think of the set? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolute madness. Um, it is unfortunate because remember, maybe it wasn't a few years ago, but he did return at one point. And he had like a decent match with Angle. You remember that? Yeah, he did great. Yeah, really yeah. he did real well in that. And it's like, ah, you know, things happen. Some guys don't get to be famous. Um, it's not his fault. <laughs> and now I got to be like, oh no, this is his fault. I mean, if he's <laughs> if he's doing this on Facebook, think about like when we didn't have cell phones. Just the shit he was saying in restaurants and bars. The madman. I mean, this was like six months ago. He's like, I'm out here sucking and fucking every weekend. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like he is basically like a, a ghost that haunts Margaritaville. Um, number nine, Scott's New Japan Corner. Oh, I'm excited. The G1, G1 brackets were announced this week. Yeah, not only were the G1 brackets announced, they were announced with some uh, foreigners involved. Um, so Japan is allowing people with like active visas to uh, to return and, and get back to work. So uh, some guys who were away who are coming back are Will Ospreay. Jeff Cobb is in the G1 this year. Jay White is back. Kenta is back. Uh, Juice Robinson is back. Uh, this makes a huge, huge difference in the G1. I was so worried about it this year. Uh, you got to remember the G1 sets up Wrestle Kingdom, which is their, their WrestleMania, their biggest show of the year. And so if you have a shitty G1, you are setting up the rest of the year to be an absolute failure. Uh, fortunately, they were able to figure it out. And we're going to have some awesome matches. We're going to have some awesome first time matches. You're going to have Osprey versus like Suzuki for the first time, which is absolute madness. Um, so, yeah, we, we got some really good things uh, ahead. And also that leaves room for guys like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows to, to finally show up. Uh, I don't think they were announced for the G1 because they want them to have, like, a little bit more of a splash, you know, maybe maybe show up and, and cause some chaos. So I'm very excited to, to watch again. I hope things kind of go back to normal. When's the first round of matches? Does it start next week? or is Yeah, it's next week. It's like September. Gosh, it actually, uh, let's see. I'll find it for you. But, um, yeah, I, I believe next Wednesday. It starts next Wednesday. And, um, awesome. Like, like SummerSlam, like, cause there's always a downtime, like, between, like, now and, you know, Survivor Series or Full Gear. And we're going to get football season, 
the NBA playoffs and the G1 at the same time. So. I, I will say this, though. Uh, you know, they are having small audiences, and they're telling them to clap only, which, uh, you know, how do you get excited about a match and you don't get to, uh, you don't get to scream, you know? Right. Well, but it also say, remember that woman when Omega, I don't know if you guys were watching Omega in New Japan, but just every match, it's like this lady would come to every show and just go, Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> and it would just like kind of knock it from a five star to a four and a half. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope they're able to adjust. And I hope, you know, uh, people, if they plan on pushing Osprey, I, I hope he's able to at least come out with a good enough apology for a lot of people. Cause they weren't having his last one when it comes to, uh, you know, trying to blackball that woman who accused his friend of things, I guess is right. the situation. Um, but also he's facing Suzuki for the first time. So maybe Suzuki will beat that's the shit out of him and we'll go, okay, you, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's your punishment. I'm sure, I'm sure Suzuki has a very progressive view towards women, uh, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I, well, look, I'm just glad the G1's here. So, you know, it's going to, you know, kind of make me feel better when Trump wins again. Oh, I'm going to, no, uh, right. yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take that audio clip of Scott yelling Kenny and make that anytime my phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got, did you guys see this week? There was like clips somebody posted. It was like from a takeover show where somebody yelled at, um, God, who's the NXT Women's Champion right now? It's uh, Io Shirai. Io Shirai. She yelled, uh, go back to China at her. She goes, I'm from Japan, you dumb piece of shit. Crazy. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's nuts. Best. And probably the most important wrestling story of the year, number 10, Sinbad has joined the Dark Order. <laughs> Is Martin Lawrence next? This was a good use of... of, of, of uh, cameo money is that what it is yeah 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 that was fun man that's a fun bit and that's another thing about the dark order i am not lying look i'm not gonna sit here and say is oh BT is funny. what's the coconuts is he gonna join yeah. the elite you know <laughs> look i love the elite i, I love I, I do love those guys bte is not like it's not funny it's just not i like it but it's not funny these guys on bte the dark oh, they're order funny they're fucking it. funny on it man yeah. and they hired sinbad to like join the dark order to kind of take a shot at WWE, which you could say, hey, why are these guys doing this? But at the same time, WWE literally put a fucking show up against them. So, I mean, they're making even larger moves than AEW. It's just not verbal. What if Sinbad becomes like Rick Rude and then joins the Hurt Business next week, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would do. If I'm Vince, you should text Pritchard that. That's a fun idea. (laughs) I'm thinking about it. Robert, what do you think? It was it was a fine idea. It also showed exactly why you don't want WWE superstars on Cameo because it's clear Sinbad had no idea what the fuck he was saying. He's just reading stuff off a script, and it's just kind of sad. And if you have an active WWE superstar who's there, you know, reading some of this nonsense that people are sending to them, it, it just makes you feel worse for them. They become lesser than. Um, yeah. This was, you know, look, on the other hand, Sinbad looked uh, great. And his hair looked better than Miro. So, you know, I, I guess some people can pull off the blonde eye job and some can't. <laughs> I, you know, if you've noticed, like, Juice Robinson's pants look like they were made out of Sinbad shirts. Real, re- real crazy colors. Zach, do you know who Sinbad is or are you too young? 
Was Sinbad in the movie Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yep. Yes, he is. What if Zach's like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, what if it was like an obscure thing? He's like, oh, you mean the coach from a different world? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what do we got to plug this week? Let's start off with Scotty. Well, you're listening to this Friday. Uh, this weekend, I am at uh, Comics at Mohegan Sun. That's where I am right now. Uh, I agree oh, to nice. it. Hopefully, I don't die. Um, come on out if you're willing to risk it. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's come on out if you do not have a pre-existing condition. <laughs> no, baby, I'm I'm all, I'm I'm golden, and um, and also listen to my other podcast, Garbage Days. Also, it's September 19th. Actually, is uh is the start of the G1. So September 19th. Which is okay. next Saturday? I, I I could be wrong. Robert. Scott, is the name of your comedy special "Funny or Die"? Like I'm thinking <laughs> that that's kind of what we're at right now. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wwcreative underscore ish Marvinalo's favorite Twitter account. Uh, now that he's not NXT, he's got plenty of time to uh, to follow me. I'm going to keep this one going. I also kind of missed uh, on Enic on uh, AEW uh, only a slight appearance by my boy QT Marshall. So. Uh, I, I will love plug. How we say his name. We make him sound like a French detective from the Bayou or something. That's my favorite use of him. Just like drag his body out and kick <laughs> it and then drag it back. <laughs> Dude, that should be the whole next season of AEW. They find QT's body and it's like, who killed QT? And then halfway through, everyone realizes nobody cares. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> their sense of humor, you know, always gets in the way and so it'd be like oh but then when we play music he comes back to life <laughs> <laughs> it is very AEW has very weakened at bernie's humor very much robert sorry so you, your uh, twitter accounts oh uh, you can follow me on twitter at ww creative underscore ish uh other than that i subscribe to the patreon yes please i'm for glad the you brought off. patreon up i our Patreon this week, which I haven't told Robert and Scott about because I just thought of it based on the Sinbad, uh, based on the Sinbad poll, we're going to talk about the great, we're going to review the greatest celebrity wrestling matches in history. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to uh, post uh, on my Instagram at some point. So by the time you guys are here this Friday morning, sometime on Friday, I'm going to post uh, five celebrity matches that we're going to be covering. Uh, so if you guys get a chance to watch them beforehand, you know, some of them are going to be great, like Floyd Mayweather, and some of them are going to be... Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah, some of them are going to be Jay Leno. So so check it out. It should be a really fun episode. It, it, obviously, a pure comedy episode. We have a uh, we have a uh, new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, total 11 marks. Uh, the logo's awesome. Please check it out. Subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Rate the podcast. Leave a review. Tell your friends about it. And Zach, what do you got? Wash your goddamn hands. Wash your motherfucking hands. See you Patreon on Monday and see everybody else next Thursday. Have a good one.